Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm your host, Richard Bliss, and we have a special edition because we are at the Backer Kit um, tabletop night in San Francisco, and I'm here with Brandon Roche from Bard Games. Brandon, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Richard. Well, we're here because you have just come off of Twitch TV showing off your Kickstarter project, That's right? Correct. And uh, Fickle. Yep. Which I have backed on Kickstarter tonight. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, we we played it. Beautiful artwork. Thank you. I think your uh, girlfriend Deb uh, had something to do with uh, influence. Uh, for sure. So the art, the, so Fickle, the short version of it, it is a fairy theme um, game board game that features the art of Amy Brown, and Amy Brown has been doing fairy art for about twenty years. It is spectacular. It's a yeah. beautiful game, absolutely, and it's fun to play. We had a lot of fun just sitting down, very fast and, and quick game, uh, fairly light. Um, you know, kind of a casual. Um, for sure. In fact, that's you know, at Bar Games, our brand proposition is we want to you know, like our target customers, three to five players. Casual, 11, 12 minutes per player. We, you know, we want to keep it, you know, um, fun, filler, but not game insulting. We don't want to do toys. We want there to be strategic depth. To and the there was, which was interesting because we got in a bit of an argument, uh, argument, uh, a discussion. Aldo Giazzi, who's been on the show many times, Aldo uh, and I and you kind of discussed what is it a casual game? Is it a gateway game? Was it because he's a gamer, I'm a gamer, and there was a lot of thinking that was going on in this fairly casual approach game. So yeah. it, it came across very well. But what I wanted to talk to, because we're talking about Fickle, we're talking about your Kickstarter. This is not your first Kickstarter campaign. That's correct. It is your... This has been my fourth Kickstarter, okay. but the first under the Bard Games label. And those first three. So um, uh, I'm going to go with four years ago, off the top of my head, maybe five, um, was my first. It was a, um, a also a branded game called Dubious Alliance, and it featured, I made it for a, a band of orcs, which is a monster metal band, literally monsters, that performed as orcs, and they were getting ready to go on tour with Guar. So I um, really lucked out and knew the right folks, knew the head of the tribe, and uh, Hale Gazoroth, and was able to build a game that they were able to take to uh, the Guar tour. Right, and because they wanted, because they're orcs, they wanted an orc-themed sure. uh, game, so that did well. Then we did a spinoff of that called Layer of the Lich King, where the orcs do what the humans couldn't, which is tear down the Lich King. Um, that did really well. Both of those funded. Now these are games. These are games that you designed. Correct. But they published. Is that I no? I, I designed and published it. It was very indie. Oh, okay. Right? Very and, indie. Um, right. You know, and it was actually my foray into the branded board game products. One of the things that we really stand for with the, the titles that we have coming up, like we're doing a Sherlock Holmes board game with Dynamite Comic. We're doing um, Battlefield Earth board game that will come out in 2020, and it will be tied to the Battlefield Earth graphic novel that's launching from Galaxy Press. Um, we have other IPs. Uh, Lost Worlds of Josh Kirby is going to be coming out later this year. The Kickstarter should come out later this year, and that features the art of Josh Kirby, who was a prolific sci-fi artist. Uh, did like the um, uh, Empire, Str- uh, sorry, the Return of the Jedi movie poster. Did all the Discworld covers, so he's very popular in the UK. Got it. So that's kind of our our, our approach is we want to find unique brands that make great games. 
so that geeks and nerds like me who say, wait a minute, I've heard of Battlefield Earth, or like Fickle's a great example. Hey, lots of people. You know, Amy Brand has almost a million followers on Facebook right. that love and, her fairies. And, and we've seen this type of success before with other artists who have done, and I've had somebody on the show who, uh, an artist out of Sweden, and their art now is being turned into an Amazon uh, video, TV show. Oh, wow. Um, based around the, kind of the concept of Stranger Things type idea, but now their art uh, which used to be just a web, so it works. Yeah. I, it works. Now, what I'm interested in is because you have taken an approach with Fickle, a very systematic approach. I heard you talking about how you have staged and planned the whole kind of campaign and some of the things you're doing. The very thing we're doing here with the whole Twitch TV. Yeah. And I kind of wanted uh, to get your insight into how did you approach the Kickstarter way of getting this product in front of fans, in front of uh, of other people, so that they were aware of it. Sure. You know, and you know, first, you know, I learned some hard lessons my first couple of Kickstarters, right? I think you know, one of the fun uh, observations I would give somebody who's new to the Kickstarter world is you're going to learn some things, right? And some things that we did different for this campaign is that um, you know we knew we have an uh, we have a potential audience to talk to through Amy Brown fans, right? Yep. And so that was an audience that we spent a lot of time preparing for. So I would call that pre-marketing and, you know, lots of good graphics and engaging Amy Brown. She's been an ally and letting people know, and that's important. But, you know, what we really focused on during the Kickstarter period, you know, so I've watched lots of debates. Now people are doing, like, 18-day Kickstarters because, you know, why use the middle, right? Nothing's going to happen in the middle. And I'm really happy to say we have two significant bump-up spikes. And one of them was KublaCon. And the other is going to be today. It's already started. Like, we're watching the numbers tick up. And I think if you can, if you can plan and properly market a meaningful event that invites not only your live gamers to show up, but, you know, make it something that those who don't make it to KublaCon or Origins or... So let's talk about KublaCon, um, yeah. because somebody's going to say, oh, okay, I've got a convention that's happening in my town. I want to take my Kickstarter to KublaCon, excuse me, to that convention. And they go, and I've seen this happen, and they fail sure. at having any kind of bump whatsoever. Right. What did you do? So KublaCon is one of the largest, if not the largest, board game convention, PAXs, PAX, um, on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's in San Francisco. You were there. I was there. What did you do at that convention that you feel caused that bump to happen? So um, this is now the fifth time that we had hosted a um, a big game event where we have big versions of the cards so that people can easily passersby can see it. We had fairy cosplayers, we had a backdrop, and obviously we had gameplay, so that, you know, the idea was people could experience, the, literally we, people could walk by and say, whoa, wait a minute, fairies, Amy Brown, you know, the visuals that draw were you them in. Se- were you set up in the vendor hall? No, what okay. we did is out in the main lobby, so generally where you would see the big, you know, if, if, if a Gen Con comparison would be like as you're going through Hall C, right, where the big game, you know, right. where the big game stuff happened, we did that version at KublaCon. And then what we really did is we made sure and promote it for about two weeks. We let people knew, know that this is, this not only is coming to Kickstarter, but, you know, some people are reluctant or they want to try the game, right? There's a lot of gamer aficionados. And, you know, coupled with good graphics, we knew that if we could get people to an event that they're already headed to, like KublaCon, um, and then host a bit of a party feel, um, and this is, and I share this because, you know, this is not the first time I've done that. Right. When I did Layer of the Lich King, we had a Lich King. Um, an interactive game where you were rolling a giant D4 trying not to get touched by the Lich King. When we did um, a band of orcs, we had the orcs uh, show up and disrupt all of Kublacon. Show at Kublacon. At Kublacon. So we've kind of trained that show that, you know, when Bard Game shows up at Friday at 4 o'clock, 
there's going to be something going on. And, you know, and, and, and for fear that hype is the only word that goes with it, you know, it's an experience. It gets the game community to kind of look and say, okay, that's something different. And more importantly, and we had really good turnout. I mean, we had um, uh, Valgus, Jonathan, Debbie, Rachel, Eric, who's the other half of our games. Like, we had a little army ready. Um, um, Katie, sorry, who were there to demo and to make sure people played. And in about a four-hour window, I think we did 150 people who actually got to play the game and say, you know what, I'm going to back it right now. And so did how do you do you facilitate them backing it right now, or are you hoping when they walk away they're going to back it? How, what does that specific mechanic it's, look like? It, how you know, you... It's interesting. It's you know, it, it, you got to be careful of the hard sell, right? Yep. Um, the flip side is, you know, what I've, I've um, what I would always, you know, don't be afraid to ask for the sale. That's the flip side. Is I watch a lot of people are also very, they're they're, they're kind to the point of not asking to close the deal. And, you know, people know you're there to play games and that you're selling them a game, and that's fine. What um, what we did is we made sure that we had incentives. We had giveaways and drawings if you were in that window, if you were live on site. And, and we're doing that again here at Backer Kit. And for those that were not necessarily interested in backing it right then and there, what we asked them to do is just follow us or do the $1 donation. One thing that we also have an e-commerce site where we sell not only our games but other games. So the $1 backer gives you a 5% off discount one-time use. So, um, so there is an incentive it, for more than just, hey, you know, take, if you're going to take the time, we're going to reward yeah, you for that yeah, time. And, for and the, literally, you're going to get your dollar back if you spend more than 40 bucks because you right. know, with a 5% discount. So, um, so you know, somewhere in there is giving easy ways to um, engage those folks that are playing and ask them either to pull out their mobile phone and back because there's a reward or a prize or exclusive. You know, we have an exclusive card for live play only, and people really dig it because it's a little secret piece of Amy art. Um, Kickstarter backers, we'll figure out how to get you in on later. Um, and, you know, so, you know, somewhere in here, you know, what I would really challenge anybody that wants to think about, well, how do I, you know, what we were fundamentally trying to do is beat the plateau, right? The myth that you have the first two days, you have the last three days, and everything in the middle is just a waste of time. Right, the Golden Gate Bridge approach, right? You right. got that spike, you got that yeah. spike in the, the bathtub, right? The, bath, the water the is on two valley, sides. The... And, you know, uh, just go to biggercake.com for those that don't know, like, where to go get any any Kickstarter's data. Check out our Bigger Cake so far, and you'll see two significant spikes. And those events where you're, you know, it's really, it's a cross between having live activities that feature the game and the fun, and then timing that so that your social media audience is a part of it too and can win some stuff. And so let's talk about what's happening here at Backer Kit because mm-hmm. this is a little different than simply showing up to KublaCon right. and having 160 people walk by your, your booth or your table and That's play the true. game. So what did you do here at Backer Kit and kind of work with them to do? Yeah. So first off, we're really blessed that Backer Kit um, had an early interest in our project. Um, uh, Glenn Cotter, who is a designer at Fickle, uh, had an early connection to uh, during the prototype phase with the backer kit crowd, so they kind of knew the game and they wanted to support it. And traditionally, that would be you know support it with a little bit of marketing love and, and whatnot. So we sat down with backer kit and said, well, what can we really do to beat? You know, they like the same challenge, right? Because they're also motivated to help Kickstarters. And what we, uh, Joe Sawada, uh, Jason Fury from the marketing department, you know, what we talked about is, okay, how do, we bre- how do we break the plateau? How do we break the myth that there's no sales in the middle of your Kickstarter, right? And, you know, Backer Kit has one thing that I don't, which is a very large database of, of pre-qualified Kickstarter buyers. Yep. People who have bought stuff. Yeah. So how do we get them excited about Fickle? And, you know, and so ultimately what that became is this event. 
And it's a, another crossbreed between their ongoing tabletop night where we really invited, marketed, leveraged the local Bay Area gaming scene, talked to all the cons and all the folks, and uh, you know that's you and others, right? You know, we did enough outreach on social media to say, hey, there's this thing happening at Backer Kit, and Backer Kit has enough uh, weight, right? You know, as a trusty name, trusty name in Kickstarter, that people will stop and say, ooh, let me go see what that is. At the same time, we then partnered with Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. Um, we have a Gleam campaign going on, which is a social media platform where, you know, the more social media activities do, the more points you get towards winning prizes. So we also, at the concurrent time, made sure that the Backer Kit event would culminate in a live stream where we would play and have some industry guests so that people could learn about the game, enjoy the fun, hear about the winnings that are happening here at Backer Kit. I hear they're giving away another prize right now. Um, you know, so it was again another live activity that features the game and fun, coupled with a social media prize giveaway, and timing those and making sure they're married. I think one thing that I see is sometimes people treat each thing as a separate, right? You know, and it's really hard for everybody to follow it. What's been challenging for me is I've only been promoting one thing, right? It's very tempting to say, "Oh, I've only got seven days left, so I should be promoting this." The, no, Keep, show your audience just the next thing. Right, you'll get another bite at the apple right up to the last day. Yep. But if you can run a cool event, if you can, you know, partner with, and, and the good news is for anybody out there doing Kickstarters, I promise you there is a game conference or convention every day. somewhere near you every weekend on this weekend. Like wherever you're listening right now, look this weekend. Drive no more than ninety miles, you will find a convention. It's getting it to the point. I think it's averaging ten a weekend anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. on any weekend. I believe it. And, yeah. Which is great. I mean, you know, I think it's, it's to me, it was another opportunity to dispel some of the myth that, you know, the, in the middle there's nothing. No, we just got to market better, right? I mean, yep. some of, I mean, Kickstarter as a pre-funding platform, you know, we're, we're, we're training and believing ourselves that, you know, it's all your pre-work on day one and two, and then the, it's the countdowners, right? It's the people that are really just saying how many components I get on the last day. And don't get me wrong, those are important backers, yep. right? We, we will, I'm confident, have a good run in the final days. But in the middle is, is your opportunity to go do some fun, push that spike, and there's a value in there. I think what's underestimated is from a social media and engagement in the final five days, we have so many cool stories to show. We have everything from fairy ladies attacking the Kublai Khan to the live stream from Backer Party, Backer Kit headquarters, to lots of gameplay, lots of contests. Um, you know, and I'd say the last thing is, you know, interactive fun ways. We actually uh, may not know this, but we have been releasing puzzles. Yeah, so I heard about that. So what are these puzzles that you're releasing? So uh, our puzzle master, Mr. Valgus, has created a series of puzzles. We released five of six so far that are getting increasingly harder. And each is just a fairy-themed puzzle that, that is also a... a uh, but we're not talking about a... I puzzle a thousand puzzle piece on nope. the no, we're talking no, about like, riddle puzzles. Uh, yeah, a brain game type puzzle, yeah. right? You know, fill in the blank, which of these fairies is not like the other, those kind of things. But they're getting progressively harder. And each puzzle you solve is a is a draw out the grab bag where we're gonna give away gifts at the end. And you know, and I mean just to share rough numbers, you know, on the first week of the puzzle campaign, and you know, just to be transparent and you'd have to boost, right? Facebook, Twitter, all those platforms, you know, spend a little bit of money, you're gonna get some activity back. Um, I think we, in our first week, had 150 emails we wouldn't have gotten just through puzzles. And all those folks, you know, on our puzzles obviously feature Amy Brown fairies and yep. a fairy theme, so we're talking to the right folks. 
um, and pretty good conversion from that crowd. And and added bonus is we, we have enough puzzles now that we'll probably release a puzzle book as a stretch goal, right? As you know, as another thank you activity, and um, um, it, you know, and 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 I guess the intent is when you think about your marketing, when you think about you have this. 18 to 31 days, depending on your philosophy, right? Right. Particularly the long period, you know, what I think we, we're very proud of some of the numbers, some of the things we did differently, is, you know, we really didn't try to get sales every day, right? We knew that there's a peak at the beginning and at the end, and we planned for that. And then we planned for two big events, Kublicon and Backerkit. And that's enough. I mean, it's, by the way, it's because more what it does is it creates that same those spikes that almost create a smaller version of those spikes, right? Yeah. And so you're going to get your lows aren't going to be as low. Your high isn't as high, but your lows aren't as low. Exactly. Right. You know, and you get momentum like uh, checking. I haven't looked since we started the activity today, but you know, we were, our momentum was already beginning. How about this? Because you know, Kickstarter backers are pretty wise. Um, we announced a 24-hour stretch goal, right? $2,400 or 24 backers in 24 hours, we're going to upgrade components, right? And I saw three backers take their, take, the, the three backers take their pledge down, and then I end me and say, hey, if I pledge at seven, that counts, right? I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. yes. They're, you know, which is great. I mean, it, 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 if you're going to sell the gamers, they're going to game the system. They're going to game the system. Brandon, this has been invaluable, and I know that I've taken you away from uh, some of the activities that are happening, and I know the audience is going to uh, take a lot of what you said. Is there a piece of advice because somebody's going to step up and say, okay, I've got my project. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's not. Uh, I've heard what he said. What? What would you have them take away as a new back or new pro not a new project creator? What would you have them take away? You know, I I fundamentally believe that game designers can be a little bit stuck on mechanics and they underestimate the power of theme plus marketing. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Right? I agree. And you know, so if you have a great crunchy euro and and uh, call out to Johnny Pack. Right with a fun Western theme, and you build that brand and that theme, you're gonna get people to finally see you through the noise because it's getting harder. Right, it there's just so many Kickstarters out there. So, um, particularly when you think about the Kickstarter period as a marketing challenge, you know, just to say my game is great is just not enough. There's 400 great, great games on right now on yeah. Kickstarter. Every 30 days, there's another 400 mm -hmm. to 500 every 30 days. But if you have a theme that sticks out and then you target your marketing, your channel, your audience, you're not going to make a game for everybody, period. Right? And, you know, I love all my gaming crowd and, and the reality is fickle, the lightheartedness, the, you know, the card manipulation will be fantastic for the folks that discover it. And for the hardcore Euro crunchy series gamer, you know, they're going to pass. And that's all good. So. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Brandon Rush, who uh, is with Brand Bard Games. Excuse me. I'm not even getting it right. we got people walking by the windows that it's causing yeah. it uh, hard. They, they want to win prizes. Man. They do. And we've been uh, here at the Backer Kit uh, tabletop event. People have been giving prizes. Brandon, thanks for sharing very much. I appreciate it. Happy to. You've been listening to uh, this episode. I'm your host, Richard Bliss. Get a chance. Go out to our Facebook group, Funding the Dream on Kickstarter Facebook group, and uh, participate in this conversation. Hopefully you found something inspiring. I know I have. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>